Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Titans podcast. I'm your host, Frank Ray, and I'm here with a very, very special guest, Hazel Emlyn. Did I say that right, Hazel? Yeah, you did. Good job. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to just uh, uh, cue you up here and let everybody know who you are and what you're doing. So Hazel's been in the business for about seven years. Um, check these. She's with Rapisarda Real Estate. She's in, in Vacaville, right? That's where you're based out of. Is out of Vacaville, California? Okay, right. And uh, check out these numbers, guys. Uh, 2021, 73 transactions. 2022, 52. Uh, at least 10 so far this year in 2023. You are just destroying things, Hazel. For You know, I got to tell you, for seven years in the biz, not bad. Yeah, you know, I've been very blessed. Honestly, I didn't, um, I didn't think it was going to be as, um, as great as it's been. You know, honestly, these last few years have been, you know, the real estate market's been kind of in a crazy little spin or so. But sure, um, it's been, it's been wonderful. I've been very blessed. I have great clients. I mean, I'm just very, very blessed to do what I do every day. Well, you know, I can't wait to just dig in and ask you these questions. Just try and figure out how the heck are you, you're getting this done, right? So I, I won't waste any more time. I'll just, I'll just get right to the first question which is what strategies have been most effective for you in generating leads and, and closing deals? So do you have like one main strategy? That's my huckleberry. Or do you have multiple things? Like what's your strategies, man? What are, what are they? Yeah. You know, I, when I first started in the business, I had no strategy. I was very much kind of shooting for my hip, just like, Oh, okay, maybe I'll make some calls or maybe I'll go meet some people did not really have any sort of set schedule. And that was probably the worst thing I could have done for myself was just to not set myself up for success out the gate. Yeah. And then I got into coaching and I realized I was doing everything all the wrong ways um, as far as strategy and things like that. So I live and breathe by a calendar. I have okay. calendar. It's something I use every single day. It's, uh, I don't know if you can see that, but it's all color coded and everything. Yes. When I make my calls, when I um, do my email updates, when I go out and see people face to face, and I really think that at any um, stage that you're at in real estate, you have to have some sort of structure to your day. Yeah. Otherwise, you're literally just kind of shooting from the hip and not organized, and most likely won't get all the things you need to do done. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then two, I um, in my coaching program that I'm in, I'm a part of the core training. Okay. Part of it, but. That's the training program that I use. And they, they um, have a form called the Greatness Tracker, which tracks the calls that I make weekly, um, all the face-to-face -face appointments, all the, the lunches, the coffees, um, what leads are coming in for that week, any contracts that go uh, under contract that week. And it's like a little report card. And I get to look at that every single day. I'm typing and writing in it. And I'm tracking what I'm doing. And it just kind of keeps things in front of me, top of mind. So I'm able to make sure that I do all the little things that you should be doing in order to find success in uh, this type of business. You know, I, I got to ask you, so, okay, so it's the core, right? Is it, what is it, is it uh, KV core or is it, a, what, or is it the core? Yeah, it's called the core training. They're based out of uh, North Carolina. Okay. And it's a real estate coaching program. Yes. For realtors and for lenders. Okay. So, okay. I'm familiar with the core on the lending side. So it's the same 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 uh, company same thing just uh more real estate focused okay so let me ask you this then as far as strategies go uh and of course you know we don't want to uh, tell us what you can tell us uh <laughs> that that you're that you get taught in in the core in the core coaching like what is it they 
they say, okay, this is what you do. What is it? Because we asked, what's the strategy? So your strategy is definitely doing the things that you're being coached on, right? And so what are some of those things? You know, um, we have theme days. So every single day is kind of like a, um, what you're supposed to focus on for that day. So for like Tuesdays, for example, those are my status update call days to my clients. Wednesdays is hot and cold business. Fridays is vendor business. So they have kind of set theme days to kind of keep you on track. So you're not just kind of going in a million directions of who am I going to call next? Who am I going to talk to next? That sort of thing. Um, they're very structured. Um, not even just that they have the greatness tracker where you're tracking everything you're doing for that week but with the money uh, they have a budgeting form that I have to turn in they have a pay log so I'm constantly seeing what is um, the next month looking like as far as how much money I'm generating um, and, and and pretty much a lead tracker too so they kind of really deep dive into various um, various facets of your job and so you're kind of hyper focused on what's what's really going on and, and you're kind of keeping things in front of you and so you're able to see am I on track am I not on track what do I have to tweak to get and meet my goals that I have that's pretty awesome can it's I ask awesome. you this on the on the theme on the theme days it's, it's interesting because I'm I, I'm part of a mortgage coaching program as well we also are theme date very similar to that but is there on the theme days is there any particular um, is there any one of those days that kind of that kind of stands out to you like this is the hot one like this one I always get some mojo happening or 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 is it just kind of even across the board no no my favorite days I would say are like Mondays those are the days I'm talking to my VIPs the people that um, really are not just like uh, past clients that might have done a lot of business with me but maybe vendors that I have great relationships with um, lenders people that really are, are um, beyond my clients a part of what I do and I really enjoy those calls and kind of seeing what they're what they're up to how things are going for them what value I can bring to them uh, so I enjoy those calls and it's nice uh, kind of nice little kickstart to the week because it's on Monday how many how many people are on that list on that VIP list you know they like you to have a target of 50 okay I've since kind of dwindled mine down because you know you fall out of relationships with people you build new relationships with other people so right now i'm about 25 30 solid vips that i would consider we're in a pretty good relationship nice it's um, not that it's not that bad it's not like you're calling you know 600 people on monday or something oh no no yeah i mean really there's only so many people that you can kind of probably categorize right right that you do anything for and you know, you want them constantly around you in the events that you're doing in your business or in your personal life too. So I'm slowly working my way up to that 50, but I've knocked some people off and added some people on that too. Yeah, and that's how it goes, right? Yeah, you, you, you got to reevaluate all the time, and then oh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, that's awesome. Great, great answer. The next question that we have is, do you have a niche that you use in your marketing? And what I, what I mean by that is. You know, sometimes real estate agents can go very niche. I'm a country property person or I'm a horse yeah. property person. Do you do anything like that or, or are you just, hey, man, I'll sell you anything? <laughs> you know, I like to think I could yeah, sell you anything. But really, a lot of what I, I love doing and a lot of my business is with military. Okay. I probably about a good 40% at least of my really? is military. Yeah. I'm very blessed that, you know, once you kind of find uh, a groove with that, that specific niche, they they love on you and, and constantly refer you because they know people who are constantly moving in and out of the area and we have yeah. an air force space here so i've been very blessed that i have continual relationships from from that sector and, and it's it's great for me my brother's air force so it kind of hits close to home 
Um, so they're, they're not, I don't want to say my favorites, but of all the top clientele that I have the opportunity to help, um, they are a large part of that. And I really enjoy working with them. So when you do your, um, I imagine you have a social media presence, right? You're probably out there in some way, shape or form. Do you make note of that in that, in that marketing? Like, Hey, you're, you're VA specialist, or I love veterans or do you, is, do you do that or? You know, I probably should do more of that, and I don't. I'm more of a kind of a general, um, okay, general scope when it comes to social, because I have so many people that you know follow me. Sure, sure. So, so it's not really like it's something that I go out there after. Like, if you're VA, call me. If you're a veteran, call you. Don't do that, but you've managed to find yourself uh, working with a lot of veterans and getting referrals back from from. A, what can I ask you? What drew you to that? Did it, did any did it just happen like over the course of your career? It just kind of happened that way, or did you set out to kind of do that? You know, focus on the veterans, or that's a great question. I, I never really set out to kind of focus on that niche. It just kind of really found me, and I think it was when I when I first started real estate. I did, and I still do to this day. But I did a lot of open houses. That's how I met a lot of my first clients, and a lot of them were military, just kind of getting used to the area. Um, understanding the neighborhoods and um, it's funny like last year I had a client of mine um, she referred me probably four different people all coming from Germany that were C-17 pilots oh. Travis Air Force Base and she's like you're not going to believe this but you're kind of like the C-17 realtor here in <laughs> that's nice so yeah like it just it kind of found me and, and um, like I said it's a, it's a, a very um, special um, situation when it comes to VA and I enjoy working with those families um, and I'm working with several right now who are PCSing uh, here to Travis and it's just, it's great. It's nice recurring business because they're usually here three to four years, then they're off. So they're selling with you again or they know people coming in. So it's a nice kind of revolving door. Very, 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 very cool. So, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, next, next, next question would be, do you have a favorite marketing platform like uh, you know some might say youtube we just did a, a podcast with a gentleman does 100 percent youtube right um it, it, some would say maybe facebook some would say you know postcards mailers you know whatever do you have a favorite marketing method or platform that 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 you like yes well i'm a millennial so i'm very much about instagram <laughs> That's like, uh, instagram okay I, I love instagram and i think um you know, I'm a part of Facebook and that community as well too, but for Instagram, there's just such a bigger reach with them. Really? Um, a lot more um, like younger people are on Instagram and so they're kind of, you know, at the age where they're starting to approach buying homes, getting married, having kids. And so I've been very blessed to find leads from that as well. And I think if any agent isn't on Instagram and taking advantage of that, they're missing out on a lot of opportunity because it's a it's a great way to market yourself really for free. You don't have to pay for anything. Yeah, yeah. What kind of things do you put on there? Like, like what do you what do you share on Instagram? Yeah, I mean all things. Um, I'm I'm somebody that you know sometimes like it's a question: Do I get a separate Instagram page or do I keep my personal and my yeah together? I, I blend mine, so mine is very much personal as it is business, and I like that because for me, I want people to know that beyond business, this is who I am. Yeah, the real you. Yeah, yeah. The, the real me. And, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have my personal stuff on there. I'll post videos of my dogs a lot, um, you know, of what my husband and I are doing, and then it's also very much about business, and I do a lot of uh, videos and, and tips and things on the market, and I've been very lucky to find clients that way from people just looking to come to the area and, and military in particular when 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 how does somebody 
reach you like from Instagram? Like, do they click a link and then you get a, you know, a, a lead or do they, is it your phone numbers and your profile? How do you communicate to them from Instagram? Get a yeah. hold of me. It, that's, uh, that's one of the ways. So I do have a link that's um, clickable in my bio and it's called um, Linktree. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, tons of different little stuff in there that they can kind of uh, follow me on or see what I'm up to and different media things. And then uh, that's one way. Or most of the times, people will see like a post that I do and they'll just DM me. And they'll just like, oh, okay. hey, you know, with whatever question they might have. So that's usually how it goes. All right. Cool, man. So Instagram is your uh, your Instagram fun spot. Your, oh, your yeah. happy zone. I All right. All right. Well, look, man, 73 transactions in 2021, 52 in 2022. We're at like a 10 in 2023. That's a lot of transactions. So the next question should be interesting for you. Uh, can you share with us and those who are watching, there's probably a bunch of real estate agents going to watch this and some younger, not in the business as long as you certainly maybe a lot of people that don't have the, 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 the numbers that you have. Can yeah. you share with us? Uh, a challenging uh, transaction experience you had, like what happened that you got through, right? Something that was like, oh my God, I can't even believe this is happening right now. Something like, I didn't see that coming, That, but you made it through it and what you learned from it, just in case somebody else is gonna go through something similar. Oh yeah, that's one thing I love about this business. It's never the same day. There's always right. something that pops up. And the one that sticks out to me happened early on in my career. I was maybe in my second year. So still a baby agent getting my, my little training wheels off. Yeah. And, uh, we were in contract on a property, a client of mine, and I get a phone call. We were maybe day two into the escrow. So very early on, I get a phone call from her and she was super excited. She's like, you're never going to believe this, but I just quit my job. <laughs> and I was like, what? Great. Hold on. What? Like, what you quit your job? And she's like, yeah, you know, I figured we got the house, we're under contract. I wasn't happy there anyway, and so I just, I just quit. And she didn't, uh. she just up and quit. And I, I could not believe it. My heart sang. I probably turned super white. I'm glad I wasn't in front of her because she probably would have, yeah, um, thought I saw a ghost or died or something. But she, she didn't, um, she didn't realize that that was a big no-no. And so immediately I knew, okay, in order for us to save this thing we have to go find you a job right now. And yeah. we're gonna be delayed in escrow, but let's go find you a job so we can keep you with this property. And so we did. I called a friend who her um, boyfriend, but now husband uh, at the time was a recruiter. And I said, look, I got a gal, I need to find the job for her right now. And she was able to find a job um, at Mariani, which is the, the little like packing plant yes. produce place here in town. Um, just stuffing olives. That's literally what her job was. And to this day, she still has that job. For no she kidding. Loves she loves it. And we were able to successfully get her to close. And so it was a huge kind of uh, teaching point for me. Yeah. That all you tell people, okay, don't do anything to your credit. Don't make <laughs> yeah. drastic choices or quit your job. Sometimes people just, they need the extra um, instruction and so now I have it reiterated in writing, in text messages, and emails that you know you have to not do all. Yeah, those don't do those things. Don't, don't buy cars. Things. Don't quit jobs. Yeah. Yes, and make sure that it's very, very clearly stated. So yeah. Just, ever... just freeze. Just yes. get this done, and then you're okay. Great story. Great, yeah. great, great lesson. Yeah, that, a lot of us have experienced that. 
Um, well, you know, we, we opened this up, and when I asked you about um, what strategies you like the most, you, you went straight to one of the things you brought up is, and you, it's interesting how you correlated it to strategy, but you talked about how you're staying organized through your calendar, which is the next question. How do you stay organized and manage your, your time effectively? And so let's, let's explore that a little, a little, bit, a little bit deeper. Because yeah. you, you showed your calendar, it's all color coordinated. Mine is too, by the way. When I saw your calendar, it's like, yep, got one just like it. Is there a particular calendar that you use, or is this with through the core? Is it their calendar, or, or you yeah. know, can you just go into your calendar a little bit deeper? Do you have set times of each day that are for specific activities? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they have something called the perfect week, uh, where you know, ideally, you want to do all these things. I'll, I'll tell you here in a second in order to, to be the most probably um, successful and, and um, impactful for your week. Um, so for me, my days planned out, every single day is about the same. Uh, it usually do doesn't deviate at all. Sometimes it does, you know, some things pop up here and there, but I never get rid of anything. I only move things if I have to. Mm. So for me, um, I usually get to the office about 8.30 at the latest. And then I have my prep time from 8.30 to 9 where it's kind of debriefing myself on what to expect for this day, kind of getting my to-do list together. And then at 9 to 9.30, I'm meeting with my assistant um, on what we're going to kind of go over for the day and sure. wrap for her. And then I roll into my power hour, and that's from 9.30 to 11. That's when I'm okay. making my calls, and depending on what day it is, very much related to that theme. Um, but that's where the bread and butter is. you got to make mm. your calls. So yeah. that is one thing that's non-negotiable for me. I love that term. <laughs> and then um, I check my emails from about 11.30 to noon right before lunch. And then usually between 12 and 1.30 is when I do my break bread. That's when I'm sitting down face-to-face, belly-to-belly with someone uh, going out to lunch, whether it's a client, a vendor, a lender, uh, you name it. Someone that you know eventually could be business at some point or refer business to you. Sure. Um, and then let's see from 11 I'm sorry from uh 1 to 2 that's when I'm handling all my problem files my issues things that are going mm. on the fires putting those out mm. um and then I have an appointment window from 2 to 4 and then at the last half hour of the day 4 30 to 5 usually returning any voicemails emails things that came up in between that appointment window so it's very structured and I find that when I kind of stick to it I was gonna say can you stick to it pretty good for the most part you know sometimes some people they can't meet two to four to go see a house it's fine yeah you got to shuffle things yeah, a shuffle bit. things but never get rid of anything everything usually always gets done just maybe at a different time depending on what's happening in that day but yeah. I, I think it uh, for me it keeps me kind of focused so i'm not just going in a million different directions because mm. you know in this business it's very easy to do that it certainly is yeah squirrel yeah, yeah. we get yeah. we get we get distracted easily yeah, you, you, I, met, you mentioned you, there's a slot there where you talked with your assistant i think yeah. So you have an assistant. I do, and that was not something that um, I didn't. I didn't get one until uh, 2021. Okay. Uh, yeah, 2021. Uh, where I went, you know, business. When I did the 73 transactions, it was a lot. It was a lot just for me. Absolutely. To yeah. Uh, and I knew I needed some help because other things were starting to suffer. You know, the smaller oh. things that take up time, I wasn't really sure. focused so much on. Um, it'll, it'll take from your family life too, because you're, you know, it's like, oh, I'm working till midnight tonight. See you, yeah, kids. See you, honey. Yeah. And it, it was yeah. tough, and I'm finding myself now going home at five. And when I go home, I go home. I don't usually take work with me. 
yeah something comes good for you yeah it was a game changer for me and it's something that i think you know at a certain point you know when you're doing consistent business it's definitely something i think people should look into if they can afford it um just because it takes a lot of little things off your plate and you're able to kind of focus on the main things which is lead generation bringing in the money the deals all that and not so much the small things that are time sucks love it love it uh next next question is basically you know, it's it's really how do you go about setting expectations? And what 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 we mean by that is is um, how do you um, when when you start embark on a on a journey with with a customer, right? Do you have a like a a format like this is what this is what we're gonna do and and you know so this is what you can expect? Do you have do you go over something with with people? Yes, yes, I really think it's important to set expectations and I learned that pretty early on in my career because if you don't, I mean, um, unfortunately we're also in the type of business where people take advantage of you or or don't see maybe all the value that you bring to them. Um, And so yes, we usually do have some sort of buyer's consultation or something like that where we're talking about, this is what you can expect from me, this is what I'd expect from you, this is how we're gonna be able to make this thing work and get you into the home that you you know you want to be in same thing on the seller side is setting those expectations up front yeah so that yeah it's, it's not flying by the seat of your pants you you, you kind of lay it out up front what to expect yeah. as you're entering to uh, entering into this buying situation or this selling situation yeah. do you do you uh we i just kind of touched base on prior to like you know the, the work-life balance kind of thing if you don't have an assistant you're doing 73 deals like there, there's not a lot of time for family sometimes yeah. Right. Do you do you nowadays that you're more seasoned um, when you're setting those expectations with your buyers, with your sellers, do you uh, say to them, hey, you know, I kind of shut down at 7 p.m. And, you know, or do you do anything like that with them or? Yeah, I think it's important to have those expectations and those boundaries because we're in the type of business where when I didn't have those and it was before I got into coaching, people would be calling me at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night and thought it was okay. And I was letting them, I wasn't really doing the best at telling them, hey, like this is my time with my family. You guys get me all day. I need to spend these next you know, few hours with my husband or whoever it was. Um, so yes, I do. And then I do have on my phone, you know how you can kind of like send someone a voicemail and it'll say like, call you right back or I'm not free. Yes. Customize if you have an iPhone, you can customize those messages. And I have one that says, Hey, I'm spending time with family at the moment. I can give you a call back tomorrow or when I'm next free. Yeah. And that way they know, okay, she's with family and nine times out of ten, they're like, No worries, you call like, me. oh it's cool. Yeah, no no yeah. problem. Right. Exactly. What a relief that is too, right? <laughs> It's like okay good they're cool with it you know it's yeah. it's all good yeah well that's awesome because I'm, I'm sure they don't want to be bugged either when they're uh, yeah you know yeah and all right that's good awesome awesome answer what about this do you have a outside of whatever the core has provided you right so we've already talked about that a lot but but do you have any favorite and I, okay no can't say instagram can't say core right <laughs> Do you have do you have any other technology platform that's kind of one of your go-to huckleberries that you really like that you use? And if not, it's okay. But but just curious if there's anything else uh, technology-wise that you find useful and and you and you helps you in your business that you like. Yes, yes, I use uh, my my assistant and I we use something called Trello. Um, and Trello. Ray is Trello's. It's very simple. It's user-friendly. There's an app for it, so you can kind of do it from wherever. But what's great is it keeps things organized. It keeps things like in front of her, in front of me, who's in contract on the buy side, the sell side. You 
can create a checklist of where things are at in that escrow. And it's just nice because at any point in time, if we're not physically together, we can kind of both know this is kind of where things are at. And so it's a great platform, honestly. I think if you're looking for something for organization on um, like that kind of level with like escrows or even clients, you can put clients in there too. Um, it's not so much like maybe a great CRM, but just a way to kind of have things in front of you. It's a great platform. I can't say enough good things about it and it's free. You know, the inter it's interesting. I've never, in, I've done a lot of real estate agent interviews and, and what I've never heard anyone say Trello, but I'm very familiar with Trello because I'm a, I'm a partner in a couple of products, um, okay. MoveTube, Listing Booster, you know, these are cloud-based uh, products and Trello is a project management um, basically software. And so programmers use it a lot. So if you're, if you're in, in, you know, if you're developing a product per se, and you've got people saying it needs to do this, it needs to do that. Then the programmers get that and they go, okay, this is fixed or that. And it kind of moves along a, moves along a pipeline. I've never heard a real estate agent say that they use it to manage their, manage their, um, their pipeline. If you will. Very, very cool. Yeah, I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's very simple. It's, I, I pleasing. It's not complicated. It's How did you find out about Trello and what gave you the idea to use Trello in real estate? Yeah, you know, um, gosh, a couple years ago when I used to be on a team, uh, one of the gals who was kind of like the team manager, she was looking for organization for the team because we had so many transactions. There was a few different agents and it was hard for everyone to kind of keep track of where things were. Yeah. And she discovered Trello and so we started using it and then got away from it, started using something called Sisu, which um, I love Sisu as well, but it was a lot more complicated, more complex, mm. a lot more going on with it and Trello was just a lot more simplified. And so uh, when I came off of the team, um, I told my assistant he needed to get back on Trello. And I love it. I, I, I can't say enough good things. You can customize it as much as you want, including any checklists. And it's just a great way to kind of keep things in front of you and keep things organized. It's pretty easy to use. Oh, 100%. I think even if you're not technology savvy, you can use this, no problem. Said the Instagram crazy millennial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is cool. That's very cool. Great answer. And I didn't expect that. So that's a good one. That's really cool. Trello. Trello. Very, very cool. All right. Next question is this. Um, you know, you were a new kid once, Hazel, right? You were new. And uh, like you said, you kind of had to go for a minute to, you know, on the training wheels. And then eventually you finally came to uh, the core where you found, okay, now I've got some structure and I've got a, got a, got a direction. And I don't want to answer this question for you, but um, what advice would you give to a newer agent? Like somebody who's just getting started, like, hey, man, this is going to save you a lot of time and trouble. Is, can you think of anything like that? Just some kind of nice little put it in a package. Start here, you know, or don't forget this or make sure you look at that. What do, what do you got for a new person? Yeah, yeah, I get this question a lot. And I, I am very blessed every time uh, somebody reaches out, like on Instagram or Texas calls me, who's a new agent and is very intimidated or, or nervous and not sure what to do. The first thing I always say is find a mentor. Find someone that you can kind of latch to and, and learn from. And for me, when I jumped into real estate, I was very intimidated, knew nothing really. I didn't really know how this all worked and my broker, uh, who brought me into the business was my mentor and still is to this day, but was my mentor for six months. I was kind of glued to his hip, going and shadowing him, 
uh, pretty much anything I did, I had to go through him first to make sure I was doing it correctly. So I would say if you can, find yourself a good mentor, someone who's been in the business who can help you. Um, just kind of learn the ropes so you're not so lost, you're not just kind of getting thrown out into the sharks and, and, and you know, treading water, that you're actually kind of able to, you know, make it and, and to um, just put yourself in a good position that once you kind of get your, your sea legs under you, you can kind of do it and, and not feel so all over the place. I like it. I like it. I, with you, obviously, when you got in and your broker was your mentor, it, and it and it looks as though your broker was a good mentor, right? Helped helped you helped you well. Um, maybe maybe it was just luck that that your broker happened to be good as as a mentor. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if there's any advice you'd give a newer agent who's feeling like maybe the the mentor, the broker I got maybe isn't the best because it, it's possible, right? It's it's possible to get connected to a company or something like that and then, you know, think that you're going to get some sort of really great mentoring and then maybe it's not the best mentoring. I mean, I mean, is there anything you could say that I don't, this is, and I'm just shooting from the hip on this question, Hazel. I'm just, <laughs> and so maybe if you don't have a, you know, some sort of, sort of stellar answer for this, it's okay. But um, I mean, what would, what would yeah. be an indicator to you that maybe this isn't the right mentor for me? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question, and I've gotten that exact same question from people. Okay. I feel almost like they don't have somebody where they're at, and I think it, it really um, also is another big thing when you're first starting out, and you're trying to, to decide which brokerage to hang your license with, really interview people and really ask them all those deep questions like, you know, tell me about you. Like for me, it would have been, you know, with Tom Rappasarda. What are your stats? How long have you been in the business? Are you willing to help me kind of grow? Like all those kind of tougher questions, I would ask them because it's an important decision to choose where you're going to hang your license. And this is a very, um, it's a big step. And so if you find yourself, I think, not finding the mentorship that you are hoping for in the brokerage you're in, go out outside of that. Find someone else, like find someone, you know, like me, for instance, or for some, um, uh, wherever they're at, you know, in the country or the state, find somebody that you want to be more like and and ask them most times most people aren't going to tell you no they want to help mm. because mm. honestly the more you help someone if it's a brand new agent especially it helps the industry true it just makes us all better yeah, so true. anytime someone asks well will you be my accountability partner partner or my mentor 100 percent. if i can find the time yes so i, I think you got to just kind of look outside of maybe where you're at and just find who you want to vibe with and you want to be more like and and just ask the question would you be willing to maybe help me for a little bit i love it great stuff great stuff so last couple of questions uh if someone was is watching this who was considering buying or selling a home uh what areas do you serve and what's the best way for them to reach you yeah, yeah. I mean, they can obviously call, text, email me, all the, the main ones, um, Instagram, of course. But I service in Solano County, uh, Sacramento County, parts of Contra Costa, and, and also Yolo County. So pretty much anywhere in those areas within like a, an hour radius of Vacaville, I'll, I'll help you out. Awesome. Awesome. What's the phone number? Just so we got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. 707-685-1491. Hazel Emlin. It was a pleasure having you on the Real Estate Titans podcast. You are a Titan, and that's why you're on this podcast. Just so you know, for those of you listening, we only interview Titans. That's it, man. So 73 in 2021, 52, 2022, already 10 this year, just killing it. What a, what a great story. 
What amazing numbers. Congratulations to you on all your success. Really, really cool. Thank you so much. All right. For the real estate agents that might be listening, don't forget, I am Frank Array over at Texana Bank, lending all 50 states. Uh, we have superior communication, close on time, and unprecedented follow-up. If you want my help, just give me a call at 707-695-6313. Write that number down, Hazel. Make sure you got that. <laughs> 707-695-6313. Make sure you write that down. I will. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and so we'll be here next time. Thanks for joining us today. Hazel, thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. You're awesome. And uh, we'll be here next time. We'll see you on uh, the Real Estate Titans podcast. Until next time, adios. Bye-bye.